0: Welcome back to the Sustained Podcast. My name is Andreas Johansson and today we are going to talk with Shantanao Sharma who is going to update us a little bit about the COVID situation in India. Dr. Sharma is a researcher at Lund University in um, internal medicine and epidemiology. Welcome to the show. Hi Andreas. You know, we talked uh, five months ago. Yeah, about the situation. And, and of course, <laughs> we we didn't know anything at that point. For five months ago, there were quite few cases of COVID-19 in, in India. But of course, this has changed rapidly over the last months. Can you uh, take us through the last couple of months in India?
1: yes so basically uh, i think uh, when we just had discussion i think some uh, 4 or 5 months back and i think at that time india was uh, india was quite low in the uh, entire list of nations with covid rising cases so but i think now india has surpassed almost all the countries except the united states and now it is the country with the maximum number of COVID cases in Asia. And also, I think it's in the second in the list, just after United States. So, so we have the ma- nearly maximum, uh, second maximum number of COVID cases, around 4.2 million COVID cases as of now. Yes, and the curve has been uh, rising rapidly in the uh, past uh, few months. Probably in like in July, 7th, August, and September, the cases have been rising exponentially, and we haven't uh, yet achieved uh, the plateau. Uh, so we are still; the cases are still rising almost every day. But the good part is that yes, uh, if you look at the national recovery rate, it's quite high, I think nearly 77% uh, percent recovery rates out of every 100 cases, nearly 77 to, uh, to 78 cases are getting recovered. And uh, the rest are uh, under observation in ICU. And also, the good part is that the case fatality rate is quite low. It's just around 1.8. Because uh, in somewhere in mid June, it was around 3, it came down to 2.7, and finally it's settling down somewhere between 1.8 as of September. So, that's the good part uh, that we the case fatality rate is quite low, the, the recovery rate is quite high, though we have rapidly increasing number of cases. Uh, Yes, one of the probable reasons of why we have such exponential increase in the number of cases is uh, uh, that the government have increased the number of tests because that was the reason why I think the the good way to come up with the number of cases is to increase the number of tests. And uh, gradually, uh, the states are increasing the number of tests. So, and, and the number of tests per day, they rose from few thousands to around 70 to 80,000 tests uh, per day now in India and in fact uh, when I was looking at the Ministry of Health and Welfare website and they say on 5th of September so last 24 hours they nearly mm-hmm. conducted a lab test uh, so that's quite high so as you gradually increase the number of tests you probably get tend to get more and more number of cases so that's why we are getting uh, more number of cases yeah
0: it's quite impressive uh, that uh, the capacity of testing is so quite high in india why is that
1: yeah so we had uh, see this india is like uh, so you have a federal government in the center and you have state governments as well and uh, so there is a, a body called in- Indian Council of Medical Research and uh, they have accredited a lot of laboratories in India. So initially only few government laboratories uh, laboratories were allowed to do the test, but gradually the number of laboratories has increased to more than 65, 672, uh, now around 70 to 80 labs in India are accredited. Even the private labs have also been accredited to conduct such tests and these tests are conducted free of cost at government facilities. Uh, so that's why now we have a lot of laboratories coming up and also the different kind of tests are being done like um, initially when we started somewhere in March, I think probably earlier, so the uh, tick the, the that we'll be using was RTPCR, that's reverse transcriptase polymerase chain reaction, that's the gold standard testing covid but now a lot of other kits started available getting available uh, so we got and you know the, the previous PCR kit was taking a lot of time probably somewhere between three to four days before giving the result so i think that was quite uh, huge so now they cut down the time for nearly two to three hours uh, mm-hmm. and these rapid Kits that we have. Uh, so these are rapid antigen detection kits. Uh, so they give you results into three hours. So probably that's a good thing. And we have got some indigenously developed uh, kits which have been uh, verified by the, accredited by the um, ICMR. So that's a good thing. But but a problem with this is that uh, they have a very high false negativity rate, which mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. they tend to give a lot of negative results. I mean, despite patients being positive the test shows that yes they are negative. So that's a, uh, a flaw but uh, but I think it has increased the number of tests. So, I think, so one is the, the government has increased a lot of laboratories accrediting a lot of private laboratories to conduct those tests number one. Number two uh, the rapid antigen detection it has really made the results available in a few hours mm. and I think really help people to uh, get their tests done quickly. Get the results, and also I think um, we have got this app called Setu app. So mm-hmm. uh, the kind of app where everybody has to install, and uh, the government makes a tremendous efforts to make this app reach every person in the rural area. In fact, also mm-hmm. so that you download the app, and the app tracks you. It keeps a track of you. Where are you going? Who are you meeting? And if you come in contact with somebody who is positive, so they ask you to go uh, for those tests. Yeah.
0: Uh, That's interesting uh, in the way that they have implemented this app, but how, uh, I mean, how many could actually use this app uh, in terms of, you know, you you said that they have uh, enforced it in in the rural areas as well, Yes. but still uh, it needs to be, you know, you need to have a phone or something to...
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what have they done is that um, we, in India, in the primary healthcare system, what do we have is that we have the system of accredited social health activists uh, or frontline workers, you can call. So this uh, accredited social activist or frontline workers have actually, you know, the main task was to go see the problem was when the lockdown was announced uh, on 24th of March 2020, and uh, so people in the urban slums, those uh, refuel, I mean those migrants or laborers who were in the cities and they were living in slums, so they had to go back to their cities, uh, though back to their rural villages. So mm. they started migrating back. They coming, they started coming back to their hometowns, their villages. So these frontline workers had been task to actually help these migrants uh download this app. India at the moment, a lot of population. I think there are million users of Android phones. Yes. Mm. Uh, So, People have. People do have these uh, mobile apps, uh, these uh, Android phones, and they can download the app. So what they made is that they they came in contact with the village heads. They helped them to download the app, though the app was in the local language, and um, so really help people to understand what is written, and, and also to make that post. they also help people to make them understand uh, what does this app mean actually. So that really helped when the frontline workers came in direct contact with the people, told, told them about the app, the features of the app, and how to can they So, yeah, in the urban cities, yes, people were made um, aware about such apps through different social media platforms, but in the rural areas, definitely this frontline group is really helpful. Yeah. Uh,
0: that's interesting, but um, the, the cases are still rising, as you said. Yes. Uh, what can we um, say about uh, in what places the, these cases are still rising? Is it in the south part of India? I think is uh, heavily under so, stress during see,
1: this. If I look at the number of cases that the COVID are, uh, number of COVID cases in India, so there are majorly four or five states that have the maximum number of cases. So I told you that there are 4.2 million cases, COVID cases in India at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think the state that has at the maximum is Maharashtra. So that's in the Western India. And that's, of course, it has a lot of urban slums. And uh, so that's, that's the, I mean, it's around 8.6 lakh cases of uh, COVID that Maharashtra has. Then followed by Maharashtra, the southern states particularly, Andhra Pradesh. I don't know how much our audiences and listeners are aware about the uh, geography of India, but the southern part of India, the southern states like Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, so they have reported a large, they have reported a large number of cases, more than around four, five lakhs, around four lakhs, right? So Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, Maharashtra, then Delhi itself. So Delhi has around one point eight five uh, cases. So and in fact Karnataka. So southern states, Karnataka, Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, they have uh, reported around four, 5, 5, five cases of COVID, and Maharashtra leads. So here they have around eight lakh cases, and Delhi is one. Uh, but again. Uh, the problem here is, and other states like Odisha, which is primarily a rural state, but they have uh, a lot of migrants coming back from the southern states. You know, they were working as wagers there, and they came back to hometown like Odisha, and they brought mm-hmm. COVID infection and some of But I think uh, these states like Annataka, Tamil Nadu, they have very good uh, surveillance system again, and also uh, when it comes to testing is quite good. So And daily also, they have increased the number of testing, Gradually, so so they they also have the maximum number of reported cases also because they are the ones who are doing maximum number of tests and they're also reporting uh, I mean the reporting is quite transparent is quite uh, yeah, so probably that could be the reason also but
0: yes uh, India had a lockdown for several weeks I'm not sure how about the situation, but what can you say about the lockdown? It didn't work, right?
1: Actually, um, see, so there are different school of thoughts to say that, yes, the lockdown was helpful initially, because if India would have not, uh, you know, gone for this lockdown, probably we could have even more number of cases and the rise in cases that we are seeing now, we would have that quite earlier, you know, so, so that, that's one school of thought. So. It, so them yes, it helped them somehow to delay the increase in number of cases. But I think um, more than that, the lockdown was uh, not appreciated by enough you know, people. That probably they said that no, it wasn't actually. It should, it should have been done, but it should have not been done the way it was done. So it should have been done well informed because there was like millions of people who were living on streets, who were living in uh, slums. So. They faced, I mean, they faced the maximum problem and they were the ones who carried the infection from the urban cities and took away all those infections to the rural areas, you know. So, uh, people said that lockdown should have been done, but yes, it should have been done in a different way, in a step uh, stepwise manner. It should have been done, like, in certain areas which are, you know, and not like a, uh, all for entire country, but in a stepwise manner, in certain, uh, like for example, China did, it didn't go for complete country lockdown. And so, so and in fact, um, uh, there's another point, uh, probably you may touch upon uh, in the coming discussion, but uh, the recent Lancet paper, and uh, that was on India, and I think I was reading last week, and they said that, um, The number of reported deaths, again, uh, the COVID reported deaths is something that is uh, still not uh, to be really assured of that, yes, they are true, they are correct, because uh, the very basic question that uh, Lancet paper has pointed out, that uh, the maximum number of reported COVID deaths are from again the major states like Delhi, Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu, and these are the states that have very good uh, registration, vital registration system where maximum hundred persons or hundred percent deaths are reported. But uh, we haven't received a lot of uh, data from other states, which because in India the problem is the number of deaths uh, uh, because most of the deaths in India they occur outside hospital. Areas or outside hospitals, so it takes time to get into the system, into the registration system. It takes days, sometimes, you know. So the problem, and even despite that, only twenty-two percent of the all deaths in certain in India, in fact, they are coming to the registration system. So that's a big flaw and a big vacuum, I think. So they say
0: that probably the number of COVID deaths are even more. Right now, it is around some seventy thousand. Probably, they are
1: even more than what is actually reported.
0: Right. Uh, you. I think you mentioned a little bit about the economic factor here, uh, that um, sort of the, the slum area is heavily uh, affected here. Um, we have seen this in, in other countries as well, that the, the poor gets more affected. Is there uh, such a factor here uh, in India as well or...
1: Yeah, see, if I see, I'm not an economist, but still, I, what I perceive, what I've read from different uh, articles, from different uh, channels, and in fact, debates, and uh, what I perceive particularly that, yes, it has impacted, of course, the uh, the poor class more than anybody else, and um, and if you look at the recent uh, IMF uh, data, they said that India's GDP has shrunk by twenty. Four percent, so it's minus twenty-four percent GDP. So that is really shocking, and there's a lot of hot debate in India at the moment. I mean, uh, uh, so we really need to go ahead. Uh, though government took a lot of initiatives to uh, prevent such economic and to really help these poor people uh, to face the brunt of the economic impact of this. Uh, uh, like, for example, they came up with the poor welfare schemes where they were providing uh, five kilos of uh, wheat, cereals like wheat or rice, in fact, pulses, and they were supplying um, to households. But yes, I have interviewed a lot of people. In fact, they're saying that some of them have got it, some have not. So, some of the schemes, like, uh, in fact, unemployment wages scheme was also the, uh, the Pradhan Mantri Roskaraphyan. So, they were also trying uh, to somehow help uh, people to get uh, unemployment wages or unemployment on a temporary basis so that they can uh, sustain their livelihood and sustain their family. But again, because the daily wages they had, the daily wages those who were even in urban cities, those who were running some street uh, those street vendors or those who were daily wages they have been affected most, and all, all, most of them have gone back to uh, their villages. So that was a major issue. Hunger was, of course, um, and in fact, you know, a lot of people raise this question that. I raised this thing that though the government was supplying them free of cost, meat, rice, pulses, but what about the other basic necessities like vegetables, fruits because the transport wasn't available, the transport was not there so the vegetables which were grown by farmers, so they were not being transported to cities, so they were not getting the money for their vegetables that they have grown um, in fact, uh, to the other areas they because the transport was not there during the lockdown, so, uh, so the transport of local foods, spices and other things was not there, so that way it's not just uh, money but also um, the livelihood, I mean, I, guess, I mean, they were not able to get food,
0: um, that was also affected to a great extent. So how can uh, India stop this? Is uh, the vaccine the other only way here now? or? Uh, so regarding
1: vaccine, you know, there are some 30 candidates in the market who are trying uh, their vaccines. The trials are going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the notable ones are uh, Zyder's. And Bharat Biotech and I think and they are doing collaboration with the Indian Council of Medical Research. Uh, the trials are on and we haven't uh, been successful in getting one actually vaccine, but still I think right now the entire focus is on prevention, prevention, prevention mm. and early diagnosis and management. So it's primary and secondary prevention. So government has been trying their IC material, the innovation editorial. So they have been asking people to follow social distancing to Use masks, hand washing. Yes. So some of those. Uh, uh, I mean, the good part of these was that the, the government of India, like um, they really asked people to. They help people by giving them free masks. Also, certain certain sector population mm-hmm. hand sanitizers, local production of hand sanitizers. Uh, so um, that really helped. So coming back to vaccines, yes. Uh, so the vaccines are uh, are not yet, but I think they, the country is relying entirely on. Uh, again, uh, prevention, tracking of those with cases. Uh, in fact, uh, early diagnosis and management to our to app, and, um, and I think the. In fact, when I was listening to the interview of uh, Delhi Chief Minister, and they were really they're saying that we have enough bed capacity. City as so far in Delhi, and I think um, the situation is under control. So uh, we have, and in fact, in India, the requirement of ventilators is not quite high. Just 1.9, around 2% of the of the cases actually need a ventilator, and out of which, now only 0.28, uh, uh, sorry, 1.9 to actually need ICU's, out of which only 0.28 need ventilator. So it's very, I mean, uh, of this patient. So I mean, very low. Percentage of patients actually need uh, ventilators, in India, so that should not be a problem. So we still have manageable hospital capacity. So prevent, the focus is on prevention, and um, so and we have enough capacity at the moment. So that's why I mean that problem hasn't been uh, reported as of now.
0: Right. Uh, thank you so much for this update uh, from India, and I ho- really hope that uh, the situation. Is getting better soon. For, yeah, for... just
1: before I think before we conclude, Andreas, mm-hmm. thanks. With the opportunity. I just wanted to add that recently uh, the government has also started called a community-based surveillance monitoring, wherein the high-risk zones or the containment zones, now these active search for cases have been started. So all those who are suspects or all those who are like probable cases of COVID, so they are being screened um, and being questioned by our frontline workers. So that community-based surveillance has been started. And also the reason starting this was that when ICMR did a serological survey, the antibody Level test and they found that nearly thirty percent of population in Delhi had antibody. I mean, nearly three in ten people had antibody. That means they have been infected with the virus. Did you say?
0: Did you say thirty percent? Yeah, thirty nine
1: percent. And similarly, and this was quite high in Mumbai. Yeah. um, In in Mumbai slums, so almost uh, six out of ten people had been infected already, so that was quite high. So this, so that's why I think serological has really helped in, and now we have this active surveillance of cases in the community. Probably this will help, and of course, uh, in meantime, um, vaccine will come up. And but, and international travel advisors have also been advised that all those who are coming from abroad to India, they are welcome, but again, they need to have this um, certificate uh, of self-declaration form that they do not have infection even if they have they are also being tested while when they arrive at the airport by thermal gun and also uh but do they have some temperature or not and pulse oximetry again okay, and they see if the uh, so if somebody is found uh, feverish They immediately sent to hospital isolation zone, and the rest have to be quarantined for next 14 days, either in the institution or at home. So those measures are still followed. The international advisories are followed. Even the local domestic travel, somebody traveling from Delhi to let's say another state. So they need to have to follow the local advisories as well. So some states have done that as well. So those things are done. The vaccine is under uh, trial phases. Community surveillance has already been started. The government is coming up, like you said, economic impact. So uh, employment schemes are coming up. And also they've done free food supply. So that those things are being done. They're also helping the social, the the, the firms and the, those um, the entrepreneurs, the local ones, to come up. They are providing some kind of loans uh, so that people can come up with entrepreneurship ideas. So we are trying our best. Let's see.
0: Yeah, it so, <laughs> sure sounds like it. Um, well, thank you so much for updating us uh, yeah. in regards to what's going know. on in, in India. Uh, we really appreciate it. So uh, once again, thank you and thank you for uh, listening to our podcast.
1: Thank you very much yeah